Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Ethos DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by my good buddy here and co-lead over here with the uh, DFS division here, Horace. Horace, how are you, man? I don't think we ever did a show together last season, but uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, man? <laughs> yeah, I think Mike and I were tied to the hip for the entire season last year, so it just kind of became a became this partnership that never ended. But hey, in the end, always uh, always nice to be able to uh, get around and, I mean, seen all the great work you do up until now. So exciting to be able to get back onto the season. And it's been a it's been a long, long wait and it's always the worst. But opening nights in the books, man. How are things going for you? Yeah, man. Great, great. And uh you mentioned Mike, you know, as everyone that's listened to the show in the past knows, you know, Mike Patria and then Zatino Kunkone uh had a very huge hand in everything that was done on the show. We're gonna do things a little bit differently now. Um a little bit more streamlined. So um yeah I was just talking with Harris before we jumped on here. This is gonna be more like a a primer for the slate because you know we're doing this the night before and so much is going to change as we get up to lock especially because you know harris we're, we're tackling a 12 game slate here mm-hmm. and uh just so much so much news is going to pop here in the next you know 12 hours or, or whatever whatever it is and uh so we can't really you know i'm not locking anything in 100 you know, right now so we're going to give you kind of like early thoughts here and we're going to try to hit you guys a little faster than before we're not going to go game by game we're just going to kind of give our top games and top targets so um Hey man, let's let's just hop into it. Let's uh, let's do that. But before we do, I do want to you know hit you guys with a little bit of uh, information here. That DFS pass is available on SportsEthos.com. You guys should go, definitely go grab that and you know hang out with us. That's how you get to talk with uh, pros like Harris and me, and uh, and all of our wonderful team. You know get get some information here as we get closer to the lock. We're in that Discord to answer your questions that you might have and uh, you know give you some suggestions as some news pops. So um, you know I mean it's worth it, Harris, right? <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think it's just one of those areas where we're continuing to improve, continue to bring more and more content coming through. And for those who had a chance to read the the DFS delivery earlier today, I mean, Keith himself put that away, you'll see that we've changed up a little bit of the format as well, really getting to you know, that decision, useful information. Most important, as you said, a primer and also just leading into the night itself, giving you all the key details you need. So definitely head over to Sports Ethos, get yourself signed up and uh, don't miss out on some great content coming this year. Yeah, and we're going to do a little bit more focus on props this season, too. So if you guys are prop bettors out there, uh, we've got one, uh, at least one here for you, a couple here for uh, for you through Thrive and, st- and different things. So uh, anyways, let's get down to it, man. Let's get, let's talk DFS. That's what we're here for. The first game that I am uh, looking at here intently, Mr. Uh, Mr. Harris, is Washington Wizards and Indiana Pacers. And the uh, reason I'm looking at that game, I think it's going to be a high pace, you know, I think it's going to be a back and forth duel. Uh, you know, be the Wizards don't necessarily have a great defense, and the Pacers are just kind of like one of those chaotic, you know, teams that you just don't know what's going to happen. But I've got to look at my guy Tyrese Halliburton, man, seventy two hundred. I mean, you know, you're not in your head. I'm, I'm sure he's on your list too. This guy, uh, I would say, is virtually a lock here to get us, you know, six x that value. Um, I mean, what more can I say? You know, I know a lot of fantasy players, you know, season-long fantasy players are high on this guy, but he's going to dish the rock. I think I know he said something. I think he's going to, you know, try to average 20 and 10 this season. I believe he has a comment out there somewhere along those lines. So, uh, yeah, 7,200 for Tyrese Halliburton. Tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say this start of the NBA season is very much like the end where it's just, like you said, wacky prices, silly season almost as people try to figure out exactly where people are going to come through. But yeah, Halliburton, I mean, those who are playing season long, he's pretty much a first rounder across the board. And those numbers are absolutely going to come. Indiana is just a team in flux. But one thing that's going to be solid throughout is going to be Halliburton as the main guy on that squad. And at 7,200, that's about as chalk as you can get for this night. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to have high ownership, so that's something to be wary of. Wary of if you guys are going to be in some large field GPPs, you might want to fade him for that reason. But uh, if you're in cash games, he's he's pretty much a lock. Um, another guy I'm looking at here, uh, Harris, is Miles Turner at 6K. Um, you know, as you said, the Pacers. I'm not going to have a lot of shares of this guy, but uh, you know, the Pacers are um, kind of a, a jumble. They they have a lot of pieces that don't necessarily you know make sense together yet. It's a young team. Uh, Miles Turner, obviously a very skilled basketball player and just injured all of last season, kind of a forgotten man. But 6000 I feel like that's maybe about a, a grand or so less than what he should be priced at. And uh, I think there's definitely, you know, enough value there that you can take some stabs at him. And I think he's a good a good guy to, to target in a GPP. Yeah, I think in general, the front court for Indiana is going to be something that's going to be interesting to target, especially against the Washington team that's not really one to crash the boards. Przingis probably being their only big guy is going to be spending most of his time on the perimeter. So alongside Miles Turner, that's why I have a lot of uh, a lot of shares of Isaiah Jackson coming as well. I'm keeping an eye out on what's yeah. going to end up happening with Jalen Smith. Yes. Question about the moment, right? So if he is out uh, for his block rate for a guy who's at 3,900, the upside is just through the roof. So yeah, between uh, between Halliburton and Jackson is probably where I'm going to have the most amount of uh, ownership if I'm looking at this game. But Turner is, of course, at a very good price for a 6K. Yeah, and you mentioned Jalen Smith, too. I actually like him at 4,400 as well. But like you said, he is questionable for this one. Um, so if he does end up sitting, I think Isaiah Jackson at 3,900, like you said, a, a fantastic play there if you know you need a value play. But uh, I do like some Jalen Smith at 4,400 also. So if you want to stack those guys, I mean, you know, who are you running it back with on the Wizards? Let me ask you that because I was looking at these prices. I don't, I'm not in love with any of them. I've got my answer, but let me let me hear what you have to say, Harris. Yeah, and I, and I think you've hit that, right? This game is going to be yeah, if you're if the odds and spreads are to be believed, a pretty tight one going through. So you know you're going to be points coming back on the other side. But you know with a 12 game slate, there's just so much value to go around, and you're looking at honestly more than five. Actually, looking at who's going to get you six x on the day, and really outside of maybe myself looking a little bit at Porzingis at 7800, who I do think is going to be a big guy for them throughout the season. But also again in a matchup in which there's really not happening much happening on the inside, they're likely going to have him shoot more of those perimeter shots as well just given the way the offense is going i think that price tag is great for him to be able to get his value back the question really is are there better options in that same price range for his position and that's where it comes down to yeah i'd love to run it back with beal in this game but 9600 i mean if you look at the pricing of, of all the other players it's it's near the top there it's the one two three four five six seventh like most expensive player on the slate and that's just just doesn't sit well with me with for for Bradley Beal. So I think you know I don't think I'm gonna end up stacking this game. This is not my favorite game to stack. But let me give you a game that is uh, a good one to stack for me, uh, Harris. I love I love 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 Hornets San Antonio Spurs. I think there's so much value to be had in this game. Um, let me start with the one that I'm not necessarily like huge on, but I think a lot of people are gonna be gravitating towards him. Terry Rozier at 7200. You know, obviously. No Miles Bridges with that whole unfortunate event, um, which is, you know, good. I'm, I'm glad he's not playing. But uh, either way, you know, no, no Miles Bridges here. Uh, anytime Miles Bridges pretty much has sat in the last two seasons, I was kind of looking at the box scores. Terry Rozier has had a lot of usage, and, and a lot, he's gone off for a lot of points in those games. So I was actually looking at his points props, too. Didn't see many I liked out there. But 7,200 for Terry Rozier. And the other um, bit of news is obviously LaMelo Ball uh, sprained his ankle, not going to be playing in this game. So... Um, without those two guys, uh, Scary Terry, obviously a lot of that usage falls to him. Um, it's just, it, it's not my favorite play just because I think it's going to be such high ownership and there's other guys around that price point. You know, we already mentioned Halliburton that I'm, I'm higher on. Uh, I don't mind going to Scary Terry, but 
what about you, Iris? How are you feeling, man? Are you going to be locking him in, or or is it something where you might not necessarily have him in your lineups? I mean, it's not that I won't necessarily have him. It's just, Rogier, first of all, Rogier's kind of always been a guy I've just found myself avoiding in the, the kind of price tag that he's in. Right. At 7,300, again, you're looking at a guy, yes, he'll get a good amount of usage, but at the same time, his value is pretty highly tied to how well his shot is falling on that day. And really with, uh, with some of what we've seen with Rogier's peaks and troughs i found myself being a little bit more off him i'm actually more more interested in someone like a hayward for 5800 likely yeah. to get a lot more of those ball handling duties we saw it in you know bits and pieces last season before he did uh, have his injuries as well where you know in the games that either lamello was out or in which he was running with the second unit they were pretty much running him as the point guard throughout that time and i do expect his uh his assist numbers to be higher throughout the season in general he was sitting at about four last year i expect him to be around six this year to be honest so yeah, at 5,800, I think he's actually a more preferred pick for me, although I do think Rozier is probably going to be the more owned one and just everyone expects him to do what he's going to do all the season long. Yeah, I, I think you're, you need to hit the nail on the head there, man. I, I do love Gordon Hayward, though. Uh, he, I've actually got him bolded. I don't have Terry Rozier bolded, so I'm, I'm right with you on that one. I'm, I'm higher on Gordon Hayward than I am Rozier just because of the pricing. And uh, interestingly enough, I think Ubre is actually a decent uh, uh, pivot here for a large field GPP. So if you guys want to be a little bit contrarian, um, I think, you know, Ubre is a guy you can definitely look at. He's another guy that can contribute in multiple categories, um, has a lot of upside as far as scoring goes, just, you know, can go can get hot in a hurry. So um, I would look his way if, you know, you're looking for somebody that will have high ownership and, you know, you're looking for, you, you want to have that Gordon Hayward player, but you want to have them in the same price point, but it's not going to be Gordon Hayward. It's going to have the same ownership. So um, on the other side of the ball, this is actually a probably, probably my first like lock. Like I just got to have this guy, Keldon Johnson, 5,900. I mean, the Spurs are, are another young team, uh, just like the Pacers, that are just figuring it out. You know, blew up the team, um, don't have DeJounte Murray anymore. Keldon Johnson's going to be their focal point of the offense, man. I mean, they've got Trey Jones out there running the point. They've got Devin uh, Vassell, you know, who I also have some interest in at 4,600. But, um, but Keldon, man, I've got it. I think I've got to have him in every single one of my lineups at 5,900. I mean, am I crazy? No, <laughs> Keldon showed just even in his uh, like last two months of the season where he was getting his usage up into the mid 20s was consistently putting up you know 20 and 7, 20 and 8 on a nightly basis. So just a great pick for his price. In general, I just think a lot of what the Spurs potential starting lineup has to offer is going to be really exciting. I expect uh, both uh, Trey Jones and Devin Vassell to both have incredible seasons this year in general. Uh, that price tag is definitely going up into the 6,000s as the uh, as the time goes on and. What I like is that Vassal also has a small forward eligibility, which given mm-hmm. how some of his other guards that I do want to uh, be able to run it back with, the fact that I could stick him into that kind of a position makes him uh, that much more exciting for 4,600 as well. So him alongside Keldon Johnson is probably my two like big guys that I definitely am targeting heavily on the Spurs. And then I do think Trey Jones is going to have very, very solid usage for his 4,200. Uh, he's, he's supposed to be racking up dimes all over yeah. the place for the Spurs in general. So I expect he'll have a, a pretty good 6x uh, probability on this lineup and in this game. Yeah, I can't I can't you know, fault you for going to those guys. I'm actually, I'm not like, uh, I, I have a lot of interest in Vassal and, and Trey Jones. I'm not necessarily going to lock them in because there are other guys, again, in that in those price points, which we'll go over in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys that I, I have a little bit more interest in or just, you know, Maybe not more interesting, but I just I feel like you know for the price they they're gonna pop off. Um, but one last guy here I gotta mention though, Jakob Pertl. Um, you know, uh, 5800 again, 
Spurs are going to be hurting for offense. They're going to be hurting for for just people to produce. And, and Jakob Pertl, as we've seen in the past, um, this guy was priced in like the 7Ks at one point, if I remember correctly. And, you know, this is just way too low of a price point for this guy. And the reason that you would like fade Jakob Pertl is if we were like counting free throw percentage or something, which that's not happening in DFS. Uh, you know, that's, that's like his one weakness of his game, really. Um, but this guy, he can put up points. He can get boards. Um, going to have a very, 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 you know, solid, nice floor. Um, I don't know about the ceiling. I mean, he's not going to go off for 30 points or anything like that. Um, but as far as a floor play goes at 5,800, I'm, I'm willing to play this guy. Um, let me, let me have you, I have one more game that I'm targeting here, uh, Horace, but let me ask you, do you have a game that you're targeting or maybe a player you're targeting? Yeah, um, so even though the spread would show that the uh, the Rockets and Hawks game at 10 may look like a blowout in, in, in you know one way of looking at it, but the fact of the matter is Houston's going to be playing their guys throughout the season regardless of what it is, and some of these price points have me absolutely salivating. Uh, Jalen Green is probably my biggest one at 5,400. Yeah. yeah, he's just a guy that we're talking about guys who we're potentially locking in. I expect him to be in a lot of my lineups on the night. Uh, he's We saw it throughout the season last year, especially in those last two months, consistently got his price tag up into the 7,000s, was the secondary ball handler alongside Kevin Porter, who himself at 6,500 is not a bad call. But I expect Jalen Green to really be taking a big step up offensively this season. It won't really matter what, uh, uh, what the spreads are looking like as far as the Rockets are concerned because they have about six, seven guys that they're going to be playing kind of throughout the season. All of them are young and kind of developing as well. So between... Jalen Green, Sangoon, and even uh, even a little bit of Jabari Smith, depending on how things work out. I expect those three to be uh, a big staple of, uh, of my lineups kind of throughout the season. But in general, for a game which has one of the highest totals of the night as well, uh, definitely yeah. something to look at. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to be cognizant of, guys, is, um, you know, the, the game totals here. Vegas knows their, their stuff, man, and generally they're on point. So um, you want to look at those totals, and, and, you know, that's kind of one of the starting points I have. So, um, yeah, I, I have Jalen Green also on my list here. I am absolutely interested in him at 5,400. Uh, I do have some interest in those other Rockets, but I think Jalen Green's the one guy, like you said, that I, I, I would put, like, a, a good tier above those guys. Um, I'm also looking, you know, while we're talking about it, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. at 5,500. He's healthy. I mean, that's like the biggest thing for me. Like, as as long as he's healthy and I know he's going to play, you know, close to 30 minutes, I think this guy, uh, you know, again, offensive juggernaut, going to hit threes, um, you know, Jamal Murray's back, obviously, so, you know, they don't need him as much on the offensive end, but still, he has a real purpose on that offensive end, and I think he's just going to, he has the ability to pop off, and I think he can probably do it here, and he's going to grab boards, man, like, this guy grabs boards also, so, um, you know, that double-double play uh, bonuses in play also, so, uh, I like MPJ at 5,500 also. Do you have any other guys you're looking at? Uh, within that, uh, within the Denver game, yeah, I think MPJ was the, the main guy that I had on that side. Uh, that being said, if I'm looking on that, I do believe that Utah in general is also going to be looking at uh, Laurie Markkinen a lot this year. That's yeah. one of my areas that I've been looking at from a front court perspective. I expect him to get a lot more usage, much as we saw in his kind of early Chicago years, the way that they were kind of playing him in that tweener uh, 3-4 role. Because other than that, they're really just running with Kelly Olynyk up front. So I expect a lot of boards to be available for Markkinen, which uh, you know kind of been on the decline over the last year or so. But Prior to that, he was consistently at eight to nine boards. So again, double double in play, and I expect him to be one of the leading offensive options. So, at uh, fifty three hundred, with that small forward eligibility, again, very, uh, uh, very versatile to be able to go ahead and fit in your lineup. Definitely someone to keep in mind throughout the lineup as well. 
I've got one more guy that I'm looking at that's not in the, the games I'm targeting. There's one more game that I want to talk about that I'm targeting, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you know, I feel like I'm targeting all the bad teams, which is probably true. That's yeah. usually what I do anyways. But uh, on the OKC side, actually, my favorite guy that's, you know, kind of in that top tier of pricing, we'll say 8,500 to, to 10,000, has got to be Shea Gelgis Alexander. Um, you know, this guy... He, he's just he's just so absolutely talented on the offensive side of the basketball and just another guy that just can't stay healthy and he's he's healthy here he's gonna play um he got a little banged up in the preseason that's that's gonna scare off some owners so that's gonna mean you know that means his ownership's gonna be down and i always look for opportunities like that so I, i'm rolling with some sga at 8700 um but i like a couple other thunder players too and i like Jalen williams uh who had a and this is sorry don't get this wrong there's two Jalen williams on that team i like the one that's j-a-l-e-n so no y in that name if you get the one with the y in the name uh who actually is more expensive but Jalen Williams without the Y in his name is actually bottom pricing at 3000 uh, had just a phenomenal preseason, man. And I know Sage Shigildas Alexander didn't play in some of those games. And obviously it's preseason. So you always got to take it with a grain of salt, but this is a, a guy that's got forward size and guard ability and the Thunder are a tanking team. This is a guy that they're going to be invested in uh, and giving him some time and, and some minutes. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get, you know, 20 minutes in this game, uh, especially if it turns into a, a blowout either way. And at 3000, man, I'm willing to roll the dice there. Now there's some risk there. Obviously it's a boomer bust type play, I think. Um, so it's not something I would roll out in cash games, but I, I tend to play GPPs anyways. Um, the last Thunder guy I'm going to throw out there, Horace is, is uh, Darius Basley, Basley at 4,400. Um, another guy that I think is going to have just a lot more, um, He's going to have minutes that people weren't necessarily projecting him to have at the beginning of the season because there's no Chet Holmgren. So no Chet Holmgren means, you know, they're, they're a little bit thin in that front court. Uh, Pokushevsky obviously is going to play some minutes. Um, but I think Darius Basley slots into a good solid minutes role at 4,400, which I'm willing to, to pay there for him. Yeah, again, it just comes down to availability over anything else, right? Basley's one of the few guys that they're going to have to run in the front court there. Uh, Robinson Earl, not really much of a rebounder. He ends up being a bit of a stretch five for them anyway. So you get uh, a lot of advantages from Basley kind of being in there. And I think that kind of uh, fits right in with uh, where you think the offense in general is going to come from because Lou Dort is also someone that I do find myself kind of landing on depending on how things work out. Again, it all just comes down to shot attempts there. And he's not a guy who's uh, afraid to chuck the ball. I should say that you're, yeah. you're going to end up with somewhere close to 20 field goal attempts on him in general in a night. So if he can get his, his point scoring up there, the rest of his stat line usually kind of builds up in it. So uh, it's like to me, uh, a cheaper Terry Rozier for 2000 less, or it's just like, he's going to shoot it 20 times a game. The rest of it kind of comes around if he's able to hit some of that. So right. it's, yeah, it just uh, works out well in terms of what I'm looking at, but I do expect Minnesota to just roll these guys over on the game. Yeah, it's going to be uh, probably a bloodbath. But, you know, it's weird that we're targeting like a depoy type guy uh, on the other side of the basketball. But like you said, you know, it, it, it's someone's got to get these these touches. Someone's got to put up the shots. Exactly. Uh, it's not a very good team. The Thunder are going to be pretty bad again this season, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, it, that's that's good for us. So, you know, someone's got to get those shots. And, and um, you know, these guys are going to 
going to be slept on a little bit by all the casual players that are out there. So, uh, and if you do end up stacking those guys or playing, you know, Dort or, you know, playing, you know, four, four thunder, three thunder, uh, you want to run it back probably with Anthony Edwards on the other side of the ball. That's probably my favorite play in the Minnesota, uh, 8,400. Um, obviously cat, uh, I do love cat in, in real life. I love him as a fantasy player, a long season long fantasy player, but He's one of the most expensive guys on the slate, and with you know Gobert in town, so many question marks about how that fit's going to happen. I just don't know if I can risk that much of my salary uh, on Carl Anthony Towns. Um, don't really want to go Gobert either because he's just not a guy that's going to score the basketball a lot, <laughs> which you know maybe he does a little bit more on the Minnesota Timberwolves and he surprises me, um, but that's really not what he does. So I, I'm liking Anthony Edwards on the other side of the ball. Are there other Wolves players that you like? Uh, in Wolves, not so much in general, as you said, the, the price tags are probably pretty fair for where they are at the moment. So again, given the fact that there are so many opportunities to be able to get these guys, I'd say at all these price tags, you probably hit five X pretty comfortably, but yeah, not necessarily the upside that I'm looking for if I am looking at GPP. Yeah. And, and you were talking, you know, you did say that it's probably going to be a bloodbath. This is probably going to be a blowout. So, yeah. um, might want to fade those, those Wolves entirely, uh, maybe stack two or three. Uh, Thunder, but I wouldn't run it back with anybody. But if you were going to run it back and, and be a, a bit of a contrarian, um, again, my pick, I think, would be Anthony Edwards. So um, I do have one other guy here that I think the pricing is just wonky, man. And I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see your thoughts on this, but Bam Adebayo yeah. is 6,400. Okay, good. You're nodding. You're nodding. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, because I was looking at his pricing from last season. Actually, this isn't too far off from where he was priced last season. Um, and he wasn't putting up big lines, but um, if I recall, I think he had an injury on his arm or his hand uh, last season. I, I, maybe I'm mistaken on that one. But either way, um, he has said that he wants to put up more shots this season. They did that a bit in the preseason. I like what I saw. Um, again, another guy that it, it, it's one of the building blocks for the Heat. And so they're not going to sit to the guy. He's going to absolutely get guaranteed minutes. Um, he can't really get pulled or anything like that. Uh, you know rebounds points um definitely a double double threat um so yeah give me your thoughts on bam out of yeah no you're you're absolutely right in terms of pricing being just a bit off he was consistently at eight thousand last year like throughout the regular season and it was his wrist that uh, caused him a bit of uh, his wrist. Okay. yeah his wrist at the beginning of the season but yeah beyond that he said it's it's just one of those where even if he's not getting up the kind of shot attempts that we have kind of seen and that's always kind of been the little question mark with bam because he has games where he'll get up to you know 14 yeah. 15 shot attempts a game but then he'll have like single digit games where he's just passive the whole time and that's really what kind of ends up annoying uh, owners on a given night <laughs> but i think at that price tag it's just there's just too much upside to not be not be taking him especially given the fact that this is a a, a slower paced game it is going to be likely spending a bit more time in the post, especially given how Chicago defends, it's just always very clogged. They're probably going to have a lot of Bam versus Vucevic matchups going on throughout. So I expect his usage to be up there. And this one at 6,400, yeah, he's definitely one of the plays as far as center is concerned. Good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not crazy. All right. So, Harris, <laughs> are there any other guys that you're looking at on this slate? I know I don't think we had a whole ton of value guys, but uh, if you guys do sign up for that DFS pass, we do have a DFS delivery, which we give to our, our subscribers, which has all the value plays you guys are going to need. So uh, if you want those, uh, go pay up and you'll get them. <laughs> but uh, any other guys you're looking at, Horace, uh, maybe you have some value guys that you're, you're going to give us here. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're talking value 5,000 or less, uh, I again go back to that Houston-Atlanta game, which I do expect there to be, as you said, more of a blow coming out on the Atlanta side, where I do think they'll go a little bit deeper in the rotation. 
Onyeka Okongwu in general has been a dude that uh, I've liked taking when he was in his 3000s. I kind of yeah. throughout the season last year. And he's going to get his minutes into the mid-20s pretty consistently this year. I expect him to be more more involved in the offense. Always a double-double threat on a nightly basis as far as rebounds are concerned. So at 4,200, he's one of the guys that I'm looking at. And other than that... Uh, I mean, for those who know me, I'll be heading out to the Cleveland-Toronto game, as I always do for every Toronto game. Season ticket holder on there. So, nice. uh, yeah, in that, I, I think that there's uh, a couple of opportunities there as well. Uh, I expect Preston Achua, in general, to be able to get mm-hmm. himself up into somewhere close to that 28-29 minute mark, especially with Chris Boucher out. Uh, right. They're running him pretty much exclusively as far as that second unit is concerned. And also then when they close out, they'll bring him to get a little bit more size on there as well. So, Again, 4,900. He did really well in this matchup uh, last year as well in the, the one near the end of the season. So I expect that they uh, are going to be using him a good bit more as well. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't even think about Precious, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add him to my list here. I'm going to steal your plays. <laughs> uh, no, man, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about props. Um, like I was telling you, Horace, before we came on, the prop lobby for Thrive isn't currently up yet. Um, they do get them up early sometimes, sometimes they don't. So it's kind of a little hit or miss there uh, if we're going to be able to get you guys prop lobby plays. But they do, luckily, have all their plays up uh, for uh, their their tournament here. So we did look at those a little bit. We have a few that we like. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Thrive. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup uh, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And use code ethos when you sign up and you're going to receive 100% instant first <laughs> instant first deposit match up to 250 bucks. You guys should definitely go sign up for this. Uh, as I was saying in the last episode, I did hit one of these uh, tournaments. You know, you win 1K, you put in 20 bucks, you win 1K. I think you have five entries, so uh, you can put up up to 100 bucks. Uh, 1K is the, the top thing, and I almost won a second one, but LeBron James screwed me. I hope he doesn't <laughs> screw me today because he's got to score 20 points for me to hit this, hit this uh, DK promo, but uh, I think he's going to come through for me. But anyways, uh, go set up for for Thrive, guys, and um, let me let me let you uh, start, Hara, since I've been talking uh, ad nauseum here. Uh, what's a play that you like here in their tournament plays? Yeah, and, uh, and just kind of sticking on the theme of that Cleveland-Toronto game, uh, one thing you got to get as a Toronto fan is finding out the guys who are going to be killing you on a nightly basis and they become your nemesis forever. One of those is uh, Donovan Mitchell, who has just made his career as of late coming up and putting up 30-point bombs consistently against us. So for him to have a, a position in which 30.5 total for points and assists combined, giving you 100 points for him to go over, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be able to hit that. I expect with the new team, especially with him you know, coming in, into it likely to be the featured guy they're going to be trying to run that offense kind of through him really see how things work out before you know garland kind of takes the keys over so i expect him to uh, do pretty well and that's a pretty uh, solid bet as far as i'm concerned to get 100 points um one that i'm looking at here and i was telling you about this before rs is demar Derozan over nine and a half rebounds and assists it's only 85 points for that one so you know he's, he's most likely going to hit it but we also know that Zach Levine is currently questionable. So, you know, if he definitely sit, if he sits, that's that's a lock for me. It's just free points. I mean, there's no way he doesn't hit it because the Bulls are going to need his offense so badly. He's going to be on the floor a whole lot. So um, DeMar DeRozan over nine and a half rebounds and assists is one of the plays I'm looking at. Did you have another one you like there, Horace? Uh, so the only other one, and it, it, this just kind of comes back to what I uh, think about the Portland-Sacramento game with it being, you know, two 
two-point spread. Hopefully means Dame stays on the floor, which means that 38 and a half for his points, rebounds, and assists. I think at 105 points, that's, again, one of those juicy ones that I feel that he's in a pretty good position to be able to hit on. So that's probably going to be my uh, second pick out here. Awesome. And I'm trying to look at um, – there was another one here that I'm looking at. I'm trying to see what the line is somewhere else. Uh, oh, wow. Jeez. So we've got um, – Oh, I might have to play this on the book I'm looking at here. Uh, so we've got uh, Luka Doncic here at 50.5 points, rebounds, and assists. The first game of the season, um, Luka has no Jalen Brunson in town. Uh, I'm gravitating towards the over here. Actually, I'm looking at the book. Though. I'm looking at my bookie. His uh, points, rebounds, and assists, for whatever reason, on my bookie is 46.5 at minus 115. So they, I'll, I'll throw that out there as a play. I'm, I'm probably going to go lock that in once we get off here. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the over there, even at 15 and a half. Um, I just think that Luca's going to have to do a lot, especially without Brunson there. Um, you know, he's got Christian Wood now, which is only means that he's going to have some more assists, I think. So um, it's just, it, it's Luca's team. Luca's going to do it all. So 15 and a half, I don't mind taking it there. So there you go. Yep. Those are our Thrive props for the day. And uh, guys, that's going to do it for us. That's it. Um, that's our little primer for you. Again, if you guys don't have that DFS pass, go get it. Uh, go eat the Ethos 360 pass. You're going to get access to with the DFS delivery. You're going to get access to, to the pros up to the lock. Um, we can answer all your questions for you. So um, in the meantime, go follow me on Twitter. I'm at BSBP Keith on Twitter. And Horace, where can the people find you? Yeah, absolutely. At, uh, at H-A-K underscore devil. Don't ask. It's been the name forever. <laughs> but yeah, you can always uh, find me up there. Always talking about either uh, basketball or, well, for those who are also into it, I'll also talk cricket on there. So one or the other, get me on there. <laughs> well, cricket. Okay, that, nice. I like it. Um, that's it. That's it, man. Uh, also follow the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast wherever you um, are listening to it. Go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us how we're doing. Um, tell us whatever you want to tell us. Tell us you know, some constructive crit- criticism, feedback, whatever it is. Uh, whatever we're doing wrong, whatever we're doing right, we want to know about it. So uh, go leave that info there, there for us, guys, and make sure you subscribe. Uh, but until next time, go get that money.